just when you thought it was safe to go onto iTunes. This is Next Level Guy. The only website that makes self-development as fun as going to the movies. It's time to take the red pill and escape the Matrix. Hi, and welcome to another episode of the Next Level Guy Show podcast with your host, Ian Dawson Mackay. Next Level Guy is a men's interview, interest, and improvement website where I interview the greats from all industries to help others better their lives. Listen to the experts in their respective fields being quizzed and learn something new. Today's guest is Ed Latimer. Ed has lived an amazing life. He started off on the wrong path, drinking and getting into trouble. Deciding he wanted more, he worked hard and he became a professional boxer. He served in the military, undertaken a physics major, became a successful chess player, wrote several books, and is living a life that he enjoys and is passionate about. In this interview, we find out how you can change your life too and become truly passionate. A quick word about the affiliates before we get to the interview. Now, I've built up some amazing deals and some great relationships with some awesome companies. This allows me to obtain special discount codes, deals, and listener exclusives. Please go to www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates. That's www.nextlevelguy.com forward slash affiliates for further information. I'm using my Kindle that I got from Amazon. I use it daily for reading ebooks when I travel. I watch TV shows and films when I get on Amazon Prime. I use the Cognitive Enhancer um, Alpha Brain, which is something that'll get your brain flowing and you'll find it'll run smoother and faster. That comes from those great people on it. If you're hitting the gym and you want your ass and legs to look awesome, then you need to use my Barbell Apparel discount code of Next Level Guy. That's one word to get 10% off your gain-improving jeans that you can get from there. And honestly, your chosen sex will love you in them. For others, I love The Natural, which is a pickup video guidance course by RSD Max. I highly recommend that to any guy that wants to learn about making themselves surprised and meet better women and get the life that they want. Um, It's not typical pickup stuff. He actually shows you how to be the true prize to understand your value and to actually become normal and to use your what you currently have in deep inside yourself to actually attract the woman that you want in your life and to get the dates that you need and want and deserve another book i'm currently rereading is ross edgley's awesome book the world's fittest book in the book he provides some awesome advice on training health nutrition and building successful lives he also goes on to about the philosophy and tactics he used when he was swimming around the uk without going on dry land once He's just about to start a tour talking about it around the UK and tickets are available now and it's something you really should check out. It'll be a once in a lifetime opportunity to listen to him first hand explaining how he had such an amazing experience and the tactics and life hacks that you could do something similar. Honestly, there are some amazing deals and some great offers from other companies. They include things like My Protein, Under Armour, the Protein Works, Bulletproof Coffee, Meet Andy's, Gainbox, Dollar Shave Club, and so many more. There really is something for everybody there. For all the free trials and special deals, etc., um, on there, please go to www.nextlevelguy.com for affiliates. 
you can get something as a present for yourself or another's and regardless of the occasion there's something there for you i'm always adding new deals and special offers all the time so please keep an eye on the page and use it and share it as much as you want you won't be charged anything extra for anything that you spend i don't get any data on the sale itself all that happens is the company will send me a wee bit of a commission as a thank you for sending you to shop with them you don't get charged anything extra and it's all kept legit um, any commissions I get are then spent on improving the website and trying to make this podcast better for you. So if you do use any of my links, thank you in advance. I really appreciate it and it's fantastic f- um, the support I receive from you guys. Now, oh, let's get to the interview. I hope you had as much fun listening to this one as I did during the interview. Le- Ed is a fantastic guy and somebody that is going to go places and he's going to change a lot of lives. I'm really proud to have him on the show, and you'll love this. Thank you so much, Ed. I know we've been um, planning this for a while now. I'm loving you. Yeah, yeah, you know, but hey, we, you know, it, it finally finally worked out. So, <laughs> Well, you're an absolute star. I love your stuff. You know, you've got one of those lives that you kind of look and go, what kind of career path is that? You know, you know, women. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> So, you know, it's like chess to it, uh, boxing, then you're writing books. You know, it's you've done some amazing things. But, can you, you know, for these few people who don't know who you are, can you just give them a wee shout out, you know, give them a little backstory? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm at Lattimore. A little backstory, goodness. Uh, depending on how or why you find me, I guess we can just start some years ago you know i decided that that i didn't like how my life was and at that point i was a relative unknown if not a complete unknown we'll say and just through people watching me come up in boxing and then watching the things that i write and and i wrote a book i wrote another book and i write some more books people just really get a chance to to see what i'm about and and kind of grow and develop along with me i'm i'm grateful for every person who decides that listening to me or, or reading me is the best use of their time at the moment. And, and I understand I've earned that. I've earned that by being, being very, um, I guess, transparent with what I try to do in my life. And people can come on and see that I'm, that I'm doing that, you know? Well, yeah. I mean, I love your message, you know, that you had talked about how you had turned your life around, you know, you had the issues with like going out and getting drunk and into fights and stuff like that. And, you know, now that you you're doing something that is changing other people's lives, helping other people out of this kind of problems, you know, you've you've knocked out numerous people in the ring, you've written a like an awesome book, you know, you've done so many amazing things. But what did you want to be as a kid? You know, like because you said you were, raised, <laughs> you know, what 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 would you have wanted to be if we had seen Little Ed? You know, what would you have wanted to be back then? Oh man, as a as a as a really little kid, I was obsessed. I wanted to be a bus driver, and then I wanted to be a weatherman. And and depending on how the future goes, I may still uh, do something in that that realm in, in higher education. But but really, I I know that I wanted to also be a writer. I think that I'm doing pretty much what I envision myself doing for a living. You know, of course, I'm I'm from that generation where we, our childhood there was no internet, there was no social media, and then by the time you know I was 23 or 22, really, it was like a thing 
there was social media, there were smartphones, like you could start a blog. I mean, people could read what you have to say without you having to be out there uh, and get get published and confirmed by someone. So there's there's that. That's that's pretty much what I wanted to be. I've always wanted to write. I think I think also you have to look at when you look at your childhood and you think about this kind of question. You have to also look at well, you know, what what was I having fun doing and what was I naturally talented at and I was always good at explaining things and breaking things down for people and I was always I was always interested in science. I, I kind of had my confidence take a huge hit when I was knocked around in math in my high school years, and I had to come back and fix that in my in myself. But and and I always and I liked playing RPGs, and I liked the RPGs because of the story. I wasn't a big gamer, even looking back at it. I just I liked the Final Fantasies and the Xeno Gears. And uh, I played Revelation series Persona, and then then we get a little older, and we have uh, Soikiden, and and Guilty, uh, not Guilty Gear. I'm thinking of, of that's a fighting game. But the point is, I I, I really liked RPGs, man. I love the story, so I'm, I'm writing stories, I'm writing, I'm doing doing some science and teaching. So really, my life looks like what I, I guess I imagined it would look uh, when I was a child, and I, I always knew somehow, some way, I'd figure out how to work remotely. When I was younger, all I knew was like I'd have to write a bunch of books. I had no idea the internet would ever be a thing. <laughs> so you I mean were you always quite a creative child? You know, where you like were you into sort of Lego and building stuff when you initially started? Oh, I loved Legos. I, I I had all I had a big old ten of Legos, and they were they they entertained me tremendously. It's <laughs> quite amazing. You know, I was all, like I keep finding like a lot of you know very creative people. They all had Lego as a kid, and I loved Lego. You know, I used to make like starships and all this kind of stuff, and it is it's an amazing thing. You just can let your mind wander. But now we treat kids with all this, you know, video games and virtual reality, and we've we've lost the the creative spark. You know that we used to have. Who did you look to back then? You know, I mean, did you have a certain TV character or a film character that you looked as a role model? You know, was your father in your life at this point, or who did you look to? Um, my dad was was in and out of my life. Um, I wouldn't say he was absentee. That is not correct at all. But to say he had a a guiding hand in my childhood would also be incorrect. He was he was kind of there. Uh, but but in terms of of characters that I looked up to, you know what? I I didn't really, I didn't really have any because because even when I was young, I felt like there was no one really like me. There was nothing, you know. I didn't want to be an athlete. I didn't know if I wanted to be a scientist or anything. I I didn't have anyone I I really looked up to. I didn't I didn't start getting those ideas of like of traits to embody or characters to you know out to want to be like until until i got a little older but when i was a child i was kind of you know drifting along <sighs> and everything nothing nothing too um yeah i can't think of anything actually <laughs> anyone it's strange in it because like there's people that you look at now and go oh i remember that person from a kid but it doesn't kind of break into your peripheral memory at times you know I mean, so what would you define if you had to define masculinity now? What would you define it as? You know, have have you changed your opinion as you've gone, or have you always kind of understood what it meant to be a good man? Um, no, no, I I, I didn't. Uh, 
But uh, I I think I think um, I've I've had to learn that it's very much a learning thing. You know, it's funny um when you when we just for when we started talking just now, what I was doing sitting in my my desk as I'm writing up a little thing talking about about my approaches to learning and everything, what I figured out along the way. I think I'm making a free ebook uh, for people, you know, but uh, no, all no, nothing really came naturally at all in that, in that regard. So why do you think like guys struggle, you know, like to ask for help, you know, is it that we, we haven't got like, you know, whether we're told that men have to be strong, we have, we can't be vulnerable. We can't open up. You know, is this the kind of we have this gangster like approach that you've got to be the leader, you can't ask for help? Do you think this is where guys are going wrong, that they're making mistakes because they're not asking for help or advice? Um, well, well the thing is this, right? Uh, masculinity, I just realized, I think I answered the wrong question. I, I, I There was something going on in the back and I looked and I thought I heard, heard something. Uh so, so in case that didn't make sense, what I, what I, um, what I answered, uh, and tied us into what you said about about masculinity and everything, I think. So, so men are supposed to do things. That's what makes you a man, right? You, it, it. I don't even know if it there. It's it's even a societal role. I mean, I think it's it's built in. I was just listening to a thing today about like the traits that testosterone gives you, and it wasn't just the physical ones; it was the mental ones. And really, there's a take charge, and and you want to solve things, and that's that's just kinda how we are. And so, I think the average guy doesn't want to ask for help because he hasn't realized that. He can get to his goals faster with help and, you know, how you have to overcome your basic nature to, to do more. I think it's a guy's basic nature to not want to ask for help and look weak. But after a certain point, uh, a guy realizes, OK, I, I need to interact with others. I need to need to lean and get some help. And then you come back around. I mean, to to a fully, I think, realized individual or someone close enough to that, um, they can they can ask for help, but they don't look needy. You know, they can, they can lead <laughs> and still kind of follow up. That makes any type of sense, but, but really it's, it's hard. It's hard the day, you know, no one wants to say this because as a man, what's crazy as a man, people get on you for pointing out what is up with society today that's making it hard to be a man. That's how ingrained that is in, in the human race. We go, oh, you're a man. You're supposed to just shut up and take it. Well, no, that's not how it'll always be. And fortunately, you know, we have the internet and words, not guns and our fists to, to settle problems. And using that, we can discuss all of the things that are making the world difficult for men. And one of the things that are making the world difficult for men is, is we've built such a magnificent society. We almost have phased out the true neediness for, for masculine presence, you know, where the government will take care of a woman. If she, if you're not in the home and you decide to disappear, uh, you know, the er formerly masculine only dominated areas like law enforcement or the military, 
they're being integrated and taken over. You, you're not allowed to criticize women, but as you as women enter more in the sphere, uh, they leave themselves open to that criticism, which is a, a masculine thing. But they're not masculine, so they can't take or deal with it. So guys now got to kind of bottle up things and notice when things are wrong and they don't really know how to move in this world. It, it's very difficult and very challenging. And and being a being a dude, I mean, you you, I, I will say it, it it's, it's hard. But I think part of the reason why it took me so long to get my shit straight in my life is there was no real masculine guidance and no idea I had to figure it out for myself. And, do you think that's time. still going pretty bad now? Where we've kind of, like you said, we've taken the the kind of main aim of a man, the you know what you would say is the pinnacle goal, and uh, we've now said you're no longer needed and modern gate uh, modern day guys are kind of saying well where the hell what do i do how do i fit in and you know do they turn to drink and drags to kind of you know bury the pain of not not knowing their mission in life or you know oh yeah i believe you do you you are like spot on with that because here here's the thing technology affects everyone male or female that is that's just beyond discussion everyone's life is easier because of technology it just so happens that the role of a man in in many for most of society you know his role is felt more of an erosion from technology than a woman's you know for example like we have we'll just use something really basic uh women can now go buy a formula. I mean, yeah, right. They don't have to breastfeed. So there's a way that that's been made easier, but, uh, a guy, he, he's not necessary to run the home. In fact, there are now laws that dictate that a good, that a woman should just get the child. Now I'm not saying those laws are correct. I'm just saying that men experience the brunt of this, this technological replacement as as far as you know how to cope and deal with it oh for you yeah, absolutely it it contributes to a lot of wayward masculinity that's what i would call it i i, I hate the phrase toxic masculinity i think any man that, that uses that unironically is is just he ain't a man you know <laughs> but the the waywardness you know guys that are lost we heard the lost boys generation or they talked about that but these these guys who are it's not so much the kid the, the men who got shafted that are experiencing the worst of it it's the sons and daughters of the men who got shafted uh you know because they weren't allowed to be raised with a strong masculine presence for whatever reason whether it be the cultural imperative of female empowerment over masculine development or it be the legal system that interferes you know, with, with the family court system, one way or the other, I think a lot of guys growing up my age uh, whose parents would have been the, the, the first recipients really of, of this new, this new uh, wave of feminism and how it's affected the modern culture. Yeah. I think those guys suffer the most and, and I would have definitely been one of those children and it, it took a while. It took a while for me. So I can only imagine. And, and what I had going for me is I had, you know, the physical gifts that kind of put me in an arena where I was 
where I was forced to develop. I, I was born with a certain mindset that I said, you know, I'm not going to go back to the poverty I came out of. When you when you force yourself in these places, you know, I, I, I got lucky and didn't need a strong external impetuous. I mean, I needed one, but not no one didn't have to hold my hand, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, so it wasn't that difficult for me. For everyone else, what do, what do we do? You know, it, it's hard, and I think that's where this this whole internet matters for ultimately is gaining its strength because these guys they don't have anything to look up to. They don't know. They know something's wrong. They're they're waking up. They don't know where to go though. So, what would you say to somebody? You know, like a kid who's coming from the exact same place as you, who's maybe trying to find a way in the world and you know how it kind of feels that he doesn't know what to do because like you you know you've talked about the the removal of the the need for men almost how would what would you advice would you give to somebody who's feeling that way and is starting to see things like you know drinking drugs and going out and causing trouble you know, what advice would you give to a, 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 like a younger version of yourself if you had to go back in time ooh if i had to go back in time and tell myself something that would make the biggest difference i i feel like uh i would say you know what at all means man any means necessary man don't pick up the bottle you really don't do it instead instead you know build a skill because it gets harder and harder to pull yourself up the longer it goes like like I think if I had waited one more year uh, to to make a big change, it would have it, it it just would have been so hard that maybe I don't do it. But I think I would have done it. But it just it would have been more difficult. It it was more difficult than it would have been had I had I did it a year beforehand, right? So so yeah, I I tell me myself to just lock yourself up, man. You don't need to do all the socializing. All the people. I drank and party with, well, most of them I drank and party with in my mid-20s. I don't talk to a single one of them. It's not like I got anything out of it, really. I got, I, have, I mean, I have my close friends I had prior to, but in terms of new friends, I mean, I don't think, I, outside of fighting, I made a lot of new friends fighting, but that's giving myself a skill. That's put myself in a place to forge me to be something better, you know? So, yeah, you know, God, God's got to really decide they're going to sit and devote time to building themselves up. So where did this, you know, you you were talking about that, you know, you were a good boxer when you were younger. Where did that come from? You know, were you kind of always into that or did you sort of hone it on the streets? You know, where, like, if you had that skill, did that not motivate you to keep training or, you know? <laughs> well, I started... I started fighting at a at a relatively, if not, I mean, at an old age. I didn't walk into a boxing gym until I was twenty two, and and I wasn't. I mean, I fought a lot as a kid until I got to high school at a high school across town, and it was a different environment, and it really helped me become who I am today. But I would I would say that um, fighting. I, I attribute a lot of who I am today because to, to fighting because not only for the physical development, but also it, it taught me the value of of really seeing what can happen when you apply yourself diligently. You aren't afraid to suffer and look stupid. One of the me, I, I, I tell people this all the time. I I failed most of math before that I took before I boxed. 
but and I didn't believe that I was good at math. I had just accepted that that was going to to just not be a thing. And it was only after I saw my myself improve in boxing from really putting a hard work and focus on it. I said, okay, what if I approach math this way? You know, so so boxing in, in that regard, the, the those habits that helped me, it helped me learn how to really deal with people and be an amicable person because. To, to survive in the in the in the boxing circuit coming up, you got to sell tickets. Well, people have to believe you. People have to like you enough to spend money on you and to come see you fight. These are the other ways that the boxing helped me become better. I just I, I wish I wish I had done something like this before I was twenty two, you know. And perhaps I wouldn't have wasted so much time in my life. But but really what, what motivated me and kept me going is that I realized, okay, because I don't think I, I had natural talent in boxing. I just, I decided, I said, I said I was going to get beat out the gym. I said, if I, if I, if I stop, it's going to be because I'm absolutely terrible. And I just, I was devoted to it in that regard. I, I kind of burned the boats and didn't give myself a way out. And I, I just kept getting a little better, a little better, kept getting a little break here, a little break there. And then it all came together for me. Uh, was it boxing then that gave you that inspiration, the motivation to change? You know, did it, um, was it the boxing that made you think, okay, I'm going to stop drinking, I'm going to stop going out, I want to focus more on this? Or was, you know, what what was the point that made you change? Because did you think, could you have changed sooner or did you think you had to go through every single thing that happened and all the negative points to make that change? You know, because like I started, um, you know, I mean, hmm. I started jujitsu when I was 30, <laughs> when I was 35, you know, and I always said for years, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And I never did it, but I think I had to become a different person to kind of get ready to do it. And now that I'm doing it, I'm flying through it, you know, I'm loving it, best thing I've ever done, like you in the boxing, but, you know, was there, could you have changed sooner, or did you think you need to hit that bottom before you came back up? Um, well, well, here, I'll say this, here, one of the things, uh, when I, when I decided to stop drinking, I, I remember I sat down and I looked at everything that was going on in my life, I said, okay, uh, your professional career is moving. You just joined the military. You're just going back. You're going back to school now, and you really think you can make it. And you just met this awesome girl. Can you can you pull it all together now? Like how do we how do we keep from messing this up? And I looked and I said the alcohol is the is the common thing that's really messed everything up. Um, my my whole life, and that's what it was. It wasn't just boxing. It was because I drank for most of my boxing career. <laughs> you know, uh, and yeah, I was amazed when I read that. You know that you're still drinking, done training, and you're still well, whooping ass, shall we say? I I, I just thought that was a that just shows the type of person you are, uh, how good you can make out of a negative situation. It was awesome to see, well, not awesome, but you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, so yeah, I just I I didn't want to waste anymore i you everyone reaches a point you know you gotta you gotta honestly you just gotta look at yourself and you gotta go look um you you're not getting it done it's just that tough love man i had to give myself real tough love i had to really just admit that i was a loser 
and and if you can't admit that to yourself, you have no hope, no hope at uh at ever improving because you won't accept that there's even something wrong in the first place. So would you, you know? would you take that as a concept of good and bad pain? You know, that there's the bad pain you get from the drinking, but the good pain is the pain that actually makes you think, no, I need to do something more in my life. You know, you have to kind of experience that pain to know you, you want to come away from it. Like what, you made it an amazing oh. change, you know, like what, what made it sort of changes did you start doing at that point? You know, how did you use that type of pain to change your life? Oh, uh, I, I ran from it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I think, I think about this or, or rather, I, I, I really, I do think about it every day because like, like right now I'm sitting here with you. It's, it's three twenty four in the afternoon in my, my time. And, and I don't, I don't work for anybody. Uh, I made money already. I'll probably make some more throughout the day. It's just cause I've set these things up and, and I don't worry about much that, you know, I worry about improving and everything, but, but I don't have the typical stresses of, you know, like, Oh, am I going to be able to, you know, make rent? I don't want to go to work. Who am I going to have to deal with that kind of thing. Right. And, and I always compare that to my life beforehand. Cause I didn't really have that middle class. I'm not that I'm upper class or uh, any, anyway, but what I mean is like, I didn't really have that middle point. Cause I went from being low to where I am now. I went from like being being a straight slave to everything to being free from everything very quickly. And so there wasn't really a middle ground of, of saying, oh, okay, this is all right, you know. But so so I'm always comparing where I'm now to the to the worst. And because the worst is what I've always known. And one of the things I think about, I go, you know, uh oh, oh it that drives me is is just the feeling of comfort, man, because I really, I'm not chasing comfort per se, because I think comfort is a really, is not in, is not inducive to growth. I'm getting away from discomfort. Like I don't ever want to have to worry. Like like my goal for life, for example, I don't ever want to have to think about the price at a restaurant. Right. Like I I shoot. I want to be able to just walk in, and I can do it at the like ninety percent of restaurants. Like, and I can look in and I can tell. I'm like, okay, I can't really afford to eat there. Uh, but the point is not that I make enough money to do that. The point is that I never want to be in a position where, oh goodness, it's rent or or food for the night. You know that kind of thing. And that's where it was for a long time. I don't I don't ever want to be in a position where you know I'm I'm waiting for the direct deposit to hit my my account so i can i can have enough money to to eat or something so i'm 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 always running away from that in the back of my mind i'm always thinking oh man the 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 projects are one step away oh man you know poverty is one step away so i'm I'm always running from that there's no (laughs) there's nothing I'm, i'm particularly running towards because look because truth be told right if, if i could somehow if if i would just if nothing ever happened again right and this was what i was stuck with this this level of income and freedom i would be a content man like i'm i'm not hard to to make happy but but it's, it's very much my personality there are so much i want to learn and do and experience we want to give to the world that i know i know that's what would drive me is is i guess giving back and taking what I've learned, getting out of those situations, and trying to help 
other people get out of them. I mean, you're doing a fantastic job. You know, you've got like a massive following on your social media. You've, you know, you've written a fantastic book. You're constantly like inspiring people, and like I couldn't find anything but love, you know, on social media. And um, but how did you start that change? You know, how did you start focusing on yourself? And avoiding these kind of pitfalls with like friends and you know who wanted to take you out and have a drink because I really struggled with that. You know, when I started moving away and trying to do my own stuff, it's hard not to fall back. You know, and just in the safe zone. How did you kind of move away from friends who are kind of luring you down the wrong path? Um, really, I I just locked my basically locked myself in a room. Uh, and didn't do, I mean, I, I didn't, I did that's not exactly accurate, but, but really what happened is that, you know, when I came back from the military and I had all of this stuff getting ready to go down, or I came back from training, I was still in the military. I was in the, on the uh, national guard. But, uh, when, when I, when I came back, I said, all of this stuff is gotta go. I just, I mean, I just cut it all out and just spent all of my time either studying or training, or what my girlfriend, and and I'm really lucky with who I ended up with as my girlfriend, because you can never tell, like, what a person is going to become, like, like, obviously, you're screening, 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 but she's only become more interesting, and much more, and, and, it's, and it's very much a good match for me, and, and, and that, like, you know, she doesn't really drink, and she's all about, like, museums, and plays, and stuff like that, like, like, I don't think we are, like, I'm pretty sure we've never just gone out to a bar, even, like, for her to hang out, it's just not, like, her seeing her thing, you know, so, so I ended up with a person that was really, really supportive and good for what I was trying to do with my life, and so I, I didn't really have a need for anything outside, because also, I was really busy, I mean, I, I wish I could discount that, and I could just tell you, Oh, sheer willpower. But nah, like keep it real. I, I I kept myself really busy between training, school, work, and the military. And we haven't even factored in like making time for my girlfriend. I didn't have time to fall back into old habits while the new ones were building themselves up, you know? I, I love that because you get these people who come on like some shows like this and they come on and go, Oh yeah, I just I I changed my routines, I started getting up early, I did this, I did that. And that's what I like about your stuff, you know. You're so honest, and you know, you man, <laughs> if it was that easy, I would have done it way <laughs> earlier because you, you, you feel the like, don't, don't get it twisted. I felt the pain. I mean, that because you can't ultimately everything manifests itself in your bank account, everything wrong. I really believe that, and my bank account was telling me I was sick. I mean, I couldn't even afford to rent a place myself. The only reason I survived a good chunk of the time is because I had a friend who was kind enough to let me rent a room in their house because they, they took care of things in their life, you know. Rent a room in their house, $200 a month. And, and so I think back to that and I go, man, that was a really rough point in my life and I never want to be near that Again, but that pain, you feel that pain, you're aware of it. It's just, what are you going to do about it? A lot of people don't, I know people who don't do anything about it. And I know people that like me who said, okay, far fewer like me, but I've met them who said, okay, this has got to change. This cannot persist 
Because if it does, you know, like one of the things I always say, I said, I look down, there's a scene in the Matrix I always reference where, where uh, right before they're taking Neo to, to meet Morpheus for the first time, and and he's trying to get away, and Trinity goes, well, you know, you don't want to run down that road, Neo, you know where it goes, you know how it ends, and you, you don't want to be there. And that's how I looked at it. I, I remember being 27 going, all right. I'm going to turn 33 one day, whether I, you know, if all goes well, at least I'm going to turn 33. Uh, am I going to turn 33 with more options are, are the same or fewer? And, and I just said, all right, put my head down. I will be 33 one day, 34. How's it going to look? And I love how things look now, but it had, but I had to start digging, man. <laughs> and it was hard. I had to go back. To, I had to get, I joined the military at 28. To get money for school. I mean, you know how crap I was the oldest person in basic training by by a significant margin. <laughs> I was, was going to ask about that because you know I've, when I was looking at your history and that, and I was thinking, what did he join the army? You know, it just seemed like I wasn't sure at the time was that kind of you needed to set your life straight. So you thought you know just get a bit of hard discipline in there. So you so you're using that as like way to to fund for your school. Yeah, and I needed some uh, I needed some skills on my resume. I, I didn't have any. I was I was really just not a a um I didn't have anything. I mean the best job I could get was customer service. I didn't learn how to sell anything, I didn't have any connections, any skills, so I went to the military and picked up picked up some So what skills. sort of things did you learn in the military? You know, like is there things that you learned from the military that you still use today, you know? like a certain attitude to life, routines, like is a hard or a soft skill that, you know, that you, you were so grateful that you learned during your time in the military? Ooh, in terms of a soft skill, I, I know how to, I have a much better sense of control because I had to learn to just shut up in the military not that i was ever like a person that would mouth off to superiors or anything like that but but sometimes you just you you can't you can't take the easy shot when the even if it's there because they will they will get you and and it won't be good uh uh but 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 i didn't learn anything i didn't you know what you know what it did you know that's not true here here's here's what i did pick up I it, it reinforced that I I could do it. I mean, there were there were just little steps along the way that made me feel like I was capable of being more than what I was, and that's really what the military did. Everything from getting through basic training to getting through AIT and all that stuff, it, it just kept showing me that okay, you can learn this, you can do that, you can learn this, you can do that. I didn't have anything that taught me because I, other than boxing, so those two things kind of came together, right? Uh, hard skills. I mean, I, I learned a lot of electronic theory that, that ultimately helped me uh, uh, have a much easier time in um uh, in physics. But <laughs> other than that, I mean, uh, you know. It's... Well, that you had one of these sort of bizarre kind of things. You know, it's like I was writing questions like, "What made you want you know join the army?" And then the next question I have here is. You know, you you mentioned in an interview about physics helping you leading a structured, disciplined life, and I was telling somebody about you know like the kind of history that you have, and they were going, "He did what? He was in the army, and now he's physics." And they, what do you mean he's a boxer? You know, it was 
you've done so many amazing things, but I mean, was this physics the love of science that you had as a child or? So, so here's how I ended up in physics. This is really uh, interesting. I mean, I guess it's just interesting. Anything else in my background? Um, so, so my original plan was to go to school for mathematics because I was trying to like look ahead, and I said, "Well, if I if I study mathematics, then I'll eventually be able to." Uh, take because i figured i have to work or train and i was really scared about missing labs like i didn't want to like have that happen so i was gonna go do that and i ended up with my job in the military required me to go to a special school where i had to learn a bunch of electronic theory and i said you know what this is way more interesting i want to learn this instead so i changed my mind i was i'm still not enrolled in school yet but I said, you know what? I'm not going to just do math. I'm going to do electrical engineering. That was the goal. Well, I come back and I start going to school for electrical engineering and and I'm, I'm doing all this. And um, all engineers have to take physics, physics one and two. And in my physics class, uh, we did an experiment with kinematic motion where we had to predict where something would land. And then if it landed there, it would be spot on and my calculations predicted exactly where it would land and i was just i was amazed by that and i said i want to study that instead but fortunately i didn't have to make a choice i found a school and i got accepted to a school and i actually got a decent scholarship to a school that allowed me to do electrical engineering and physics but ultimately between me figuring out how to make money online and realizing that i really want to write i i just went and decided to finish my physics degree so i could get out of out of school early and that was that So what was the the motivation for writing? You know, did you always do that as a child? I mean, or did you just feel like you needed to get something off, like out of you to say how you felt and the way you looked at life? And could you, you maybe never had another kind of outlet like before then or like friends to listen or? Um, you know, it's just one of those things, you know, I always wanted to write. I always wanted to write. I I, I I had blogged before this, even when I was uh, struggling. I just was, you know, trying to hone and develop my voice. And and ultimately what would happen is the same thing that is where we're at now. You know, I, I got to write. The difference is before when I was starting to blog, there was no social media. Now there's social media and it's very easy to share and grow and develop a following. So it's just, it's just part of it. That's always been a part of me. I was, you know what? I was actually in basic training. Because, you know, there's no computers or anything. I was writing my blog posts as letters to somebody I had trusted with my password and to update my blog, to keep updating my blog while I was uh, while I was in uh, basic training. So it's just always been a part of me. I've always wanted to write. I've always wanted well, to I think that's awesome. You know, like that you trusted somebody enough to give them your password. So what... Oh, yeah. It, it really is great to have somebody who um you, you can trust that much. So... So say if you had uh, a younger version of yourself, like a like a, um, a friend's son or something like that, and they were trying to find a way in the world, you know, would you recommend that they went to school? Would you recommend that they tried to, like, start boxing? Would you say to them to start a blog? You know, what would be your kind of advice if somebody was listening going, okay, he's really inspiring, I want to be more like him? 
what, what would you say to them to start? You you have to pick and do something. You know, my my issue is I I believe I can do and be anything, so that's what I try to do. But that's just my my particular damage. But but the but the ultimate like meta lesson here is. You, you have to pick a thing, and that thing should develop you. And if, if it does its job correctly, it it should do more than just develop the skill. You should get a bunch of other things as a, as a result. And also, because you're, you're developing there, you should you should get a thing that, that, I guess, gives you some worth, some sense of worth. Like, if you can write... Or if you can program, or if you can, or if you get, can train people, or teach, or speak. I mean, it doesn't fix car. You know, you you get some type of skill out of it. You know. Yeah, and I think that's the problem. So, though, is a lot of guys feel, you know, they feel worthless. You know that they think, oh, what I've got isn't marketable because we're told as kids that you have to be intelligent, you have to do well in your exams, or you're going to go nowhere. And there's so many different ways to make a living now. There's with technology, with all these new t- avenues that people can go down. And you know, what, um, there's that Einstein quote about if you, you know, you teach everybody will feel stupid if we teach them the same way. I'm trying to think what it was, but you know, it's we, we I think we grade people in the wrong way. And as you're a kid, you you can sometimes feel silly by what grades you got in school, but you've got something that can change the world. But you've lost the confidence because you've been told you're thick or you weren't you weren't smart enough or you you know you compare yourself to other people, and I love your story because it inspires so many people. You can show people that they can do so many different things, you know. I and mean, so, how did you meet your partner? You seem to have an amazing relationship. But when um, you, you know what? <laughs> I just I the internet, man. I it really is is. I I would love to be able to say that I figured something out or whatever, but no, I mean, I, I learned like game or whatever on my own, but in terms of the luck of meeting that person, no, I mean, there's just, sometimes the universe lines things up for you, man. And it's really cool when it does because, because I really have somebody and this was another good thing about, about my girlfriend and, and, uh, how, how things are for me and how it helped me really get my life together. I got to be myself around her. And, and I realized that what makes me happiest is, is not a lot of stuff I was doing. I'm, I'm really happy, you know, going to going freaking museums or going to the, the symphony or the opera or, or spending time watching like, I mean, I watch PBS, like, like the, in the old, like masterpiece theater. I don't know if y'all had out over there, but, but it's got a lot of BBC shows, you know, things of that nature. I like, I like to write and I like to travel. I mean, these are the things that I enjoy. I get the, I get to express myself higher with somebody who likes those things too, you know? And so we, we have just this really good rapport. I, I, I hate the semantics of saying it this way, but there's no other way really to put it i mean she she really is just a a great she, she's my favorite person to be around i just so so i'm never i'm never it's very i don't i've never gotten tired of her which is I guess a good thing it's been six years now so i think i think we'll be, be good for 
for having kids and, and getting married or whatever. Uh, because I don't get tired of her. I don't think she gets tired of me or if she does. I don't care. So <laughs> it, we, we both end up working out. It both it works out really well. It's just, it's just a good, fun time. But, yeah, and I, I wish I could say, um, I give some advice. All I can say is, you know, I, I spent a lot of time with a lot of lot of subpar. Not, not all subpar, but many subpar women. Some good ones just learning and developing and honing my skill. And then I met met someone who who worked for me perfectly and and it makes sense now you know if i if i hadn't if i if i hadn't you know maybe it wouldn't go well or maybe it would because she's all she's 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 i call her like unexposed to the world she's she is uh so so who knows what what maybe i could have been a, a dork and still been with her well, you've got a fantastic relationship. You know, you, you're traveling around the world. You, you seem to have just like a, a really lovely connection. And it's it's so inspiring seeing, you know, your photos on Instagram and things like that. But, you know, was that the, the thing that you knew she was the one for you, where you just felt like you could be yourself, that you could actually be the person you truly were? Oh, yeah, yeah. That that really helps. Um, the that I can be me because at the end of the day, I, I don't want to feel like, I don't think any man wants to feel this way. So I won't even say, I want to feel like, I, no one wants to feel like man or woman, I guess that they have to put on the air for, for someone that they have to be something or not that, that, that they sit around and wonder, Oh, when are you going to find out who I really am? And then I can, then I can figure out your reaction based on that. And I haven't had that moment. I haven't, and I, I don't think I ever will because I am exactly who I am. I mean, there, <laughs> there'd have to be a, a dramatic change. And, and I just, I can't see it happening. You know, it, it, I have such a good time with, with her and, and, and I get to be who I am. So it, it's me, you know, she, she takes my sense of humor, my personality, all that, and just kind of goes along with it. And so, so I'm like, all right, good. This is a good thing. Like, I don't have to worry about making an off-color joke, whatever. Even when we disagree, and this is when you when you know your, your disagreement style will tell you a lot about whether you can be with someone because there, everyone is good when things are going good. But when things get bad, you know, how do you handle that? Yeah, I was smiling the whole way through that because I was thinking you could actually <laughs> you could actually hear the 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 feeling behind it you know like how much like you were thinking of her and how you know what it means to you to have that relationship and i think that's what a lot of guys sometimes don't get you know they kind of go with somebody to to hide that pain where they're maybe not got that oh, yeah. you know i was always but that's one of those things you know you got to learn and and come from you know i i've i've been you know, with, with people who were not good for me just because I wanted to say I was with somebody or to not feel lonely. And and I know that, it, I, I know what that's like. You know, I never wanted to, I never wanted to um be in that position ever again. So, so I, I'm, I'm very confident in my choice, I guess, is a, is a better way to put it. I, I don't, you know, I, I told her for like the first two years, I said, Either you're the best actress in the world or you're really something special. Give me some time to figure this out. And uh, 
And I finally, I'm just like, oh, okay, you, you know, you're the one for me. I'm happy. That's <laughs> uh, awesome. It's, I mean, it's so good to see that you've turned everything around where you've taken it from what some people never get out of and you've made it like a kind of a driving energy. You used to quote in a, I think it was an interview where you said about using the emotional coal in the furnace of action. Is that the kind of thing you're, you're talking about where you're using the pain, the, the fear of going back the way to drive you forward, to just keep yourself moving? You know, can you explain a bit about that? Oh yeah. You know, I'm a big, I don't, okay. I don't, okay. So I don't think everyone needs to touch rock bottom. I don't think most people need to touch rock bottom. There's no reason uh, to get there to to know you should do better. You know, we we have way too many cautionary tales and you can just look around and, and see what's waiting for you if you don't get it together. With that said, I I know what it feels like. I I tasted the the desperation, the hard part of life, and I don't want to ever touch that again. I don't even want to be in the same room with it. So I have to work. Now that's really what drives me is making sure that I'm never sitting there like, oh man, this sucks back here again. No 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 no. Like never again. That's why like like that's what like why do I have a college degree? Uh, worst case scenario, I go get a high paying job, <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't need to be in the other, the other end of it, you know, where, where things are just, uh, hard, 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 you know, that there's a special hell, right. Where you, where you work just enough to have, um, money to be broke, where you work enough just to have money to be broke. And I don't want to be in that that position ever again. I don't. I don't want to have a horrible. Um, I, I like being somebody that people can look up to. I don't want to be someone that people make excuses for. That kind of deal. I, I want my family to be proud of me. I want all my friends to be proud of knowing me. I want to be able to make a difference in the world. These are the things you know. I know are not possible if I ever ever fell off. It's just. It's not. It, it won't happen. How could it? You, I mean, you're certainly making a difference, and you know it's just it's so inspiring when you hear your story because you are you just that quote about you know being somebody that inspires others, not somebody that people are afraid to mention or you know you you gloss over, and I think that that's a brilliant way of looking at it that you're doing it for other people, you know you're you're using the your motivation, you're using the former pain that you've had, but so how do you, you know, you've written a fantastic book about, you know, not comparing yourself to others and it being a superpower and stuff like that. But how do we stop comparing ourselves to others? How do we stop these guys who are wanting to change, but looking at their friend and going, I can never do that. Oh, I could never become, you know, popular or whatever. How, how do we get the youth of today to stop comparing themselves, focus on themselves and actually just work to be the man they want? Oh man, you know, you got to stop worrying about the the outcome because you can't really, you can't control the outcome. You have to worry about the process and doing what works for you to improve your life, doing what you enjoy and, and really seeing all that come together. If, If you, if, if I'm only going to the gym to lose weight and to get ripped, right? 
I'm I'm going to be disappointed when it doesn't happen quickly. You, you I, I'm when there are hard days, I'm going to give in because I'm so focused on the outcome that when I don't see the outcome, when I'm in that middle ground where I'm too far along to see the beginning, and and but but so far out I can't see the end. You know what, what's going to sustain me to keep making those changes? But I've fallen in love with the process and the work. When you, when you do that. I wish there was a better way to put this, but you you stop caring about what happens. You know, there was a point where, I I mean, I remember very clearly where where my head was just, it was like the beginning of junior year. I was like, there is so much school left. Like, but I've already come so far. So I can't think about starting over and I can't think about the end. What can I think? I can just worry about doing the best I can and really absorbing these topics and learning them. That is it. <laughs> and that's that's how it how it went. Same for boxing. There was a point where I was like, oh well, I'm, I'm this far in. Uh, you know, let's just keep getting better and see how far it takes us. And that was all I could do. <laughs> it, it's so refreshing the way you look at things and how honest you are, you know, because you're, you're one of those guys who you help people by not BSing it. You know, you don't put a spin on it. You don't try to make it something it's not. You, you're just completely honest. And people pick up on the authenticness of what the message you're saying. And I think that's why you connect to people so well. So. Do you think like that every guy should do a contact sport? Like I do jiu-jitsu and it, it allows, Ooh, I think you become, you, you, know, <laughs> you know, you feel more of a man for doing it. Like it, it taps into your masculine energy. You know, you do boxing and it, you know, it, you loved it and you focus more on your training than drinking and stuff like that. But do you think all guys should do something like that or a, a sport or something? Um, hmm, that's a good question. I, I I think about this. I go I go back and forth. Ultimately, I think every every man should should train up to and compete in at least one amateur boxing match, or at least till he wins. I I just I don't think. And then after that, you know, he can decide what he wants to do with his with his time. But. There's something, you know, forget the getting hit part. That's that's equally important, be learning to deal with pain. But but what I think the real value is, is learning to what it's like to train for something. Because, look, boxing training is, I mean, to, to call it fun uh, attaches the wrong significance to it. So it's not fun or miserable. It is necessary, and there will be parts where it is not enjoyable, and there will be parts where you're like, oh, this isn't so bad, <laughs> you know? And the ability to, to work through that and see an end result, I think, is the to watch your body transform as you get ready for a fight. That is the the real value of doing a combat sport. That and the negative feedback loop, I guess, that's really nice in that in the, you get a real quick uh, correction if you're making a wrong move. Either that or you won't be around to make a wrong move anymore. So I think every guy, yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll, I will go on that today. I think every guy, so every guy should do a combat sport. They just, I like they it. 
because yeah. you know it's true it's true what you say if if you do you uh, it's a quick negative loop you know if you do something wrong you get punched in the face and you know you quickly change your mind you're not going to do that again so yeah, what did boxing yeah what did boxing teach you what did, like did what did you learn from it you know what kept you going because apart apart from your winning streak you know but what what was it about boxing that you taught you about life or men or anything of that kind of nature Oh, it taught me that if you know, with enough time and dedication, man, you can you can achieve almost anything. I I really believe that. I think that is that is fact, and you only learn that fact by by putting yourself in a position where where you where you see the the result of hard work. You know, no one can teach me that. I had to learn it. You know. And you could tell me to your blue in the face, you know, you put a little, you put time in and over time, you're going to get better and better and better. And it'll suck. Right. I can intellectually, I actually think most people know that viscerally having an understanding of it is totally different. And the only way you get that understanding is, is by doing something like that. So that's really what boxing showed me is a, the, the, the big lesson. I mean, there are so many little lessons, but the big lesson that is that's that that's right there is i can do and become anything i want to be if i'm willing to work hard at it that's a great message to take from it yeah i think we a lot of people are not given that chance to learn that lesson i mean where did chess come into this because you know i love the fact that you play chess and you know that you've like the one of the first things that pops up, I think, when I googled your name was like um, your online chess profile. And I love the oh, fact. Oh, really? That, I I did not know. I gotta Google myself more often. <laughs> like, um, it, I love the fact, like you know, that you're like smashing opponents. You're a professional fighter. You know, you were talking about like coming out the ghetto and all this kind of stuff. You've got your training videos, and then you talk about chess, and that's like, oh, I love this side of him. And then. You were talking about like changing your life, and I found your blog, and there was just so many cool things about it. And your social media is on fire. But you know, how does chess fit into this? Were you always interested in chess? Did you always, did you... always, always? It's just that now I, I have a a much better grasp on how to learn and how to put information uh, in my head. So I'm I'm really working to improve my my game. I got a coach now, which is, which is nice. And, and I'm really, I really do think I'm getting better. I mean, I'm, he, he's forced me into some interesting exercises that, that are, that, that they're helping. And I've always, I've always just loved the game. I like, I like seeing what happens when you sit and develop and work and build a position up and you try and spot things that, that could go, you know, that, that you can use to take advantage of an open, open up. It's, it's, it's just a good time. I, 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 but I, and I don't know why I always like the game. Maybe I, maybe it's one of those things where like, Oh, chess sounds romantic and you should be able to play it. But that's just, just where it came from. I, I love the sport. I mean, they look at it. I call it sport. I love the game, <laughs> you know, and, and I look forward to seeing how good I can get. I, I, I my, one of my goals is I want, I want to prove that you don't have to start young to achieve a um a real rating and because i don't i didn't start that young at all and during my first rated chess match actually was was last year so when i was 33 okay uh, do, you, uh, do you think that's what's putting people off is that there's that belief that 
you have to do this when you're younger that you can't do it when you're older? Oh, for sure. I I 100% believe that. People people get so caught up on on this idea. Oh, is it too late? Is it too late? It's never too late. Too late is when you're dead. That that's when it's too late. You know. Well, I mean, I interviewed a guy called Steve Taylor. Um, I think it's a couple episodes ago, and he, you know, he's like well into his what people would assume would be his retirement years, and he's got a six pack. He's built up. You know, he's a professional bodybuilder. He's got his IFBB pro card, and that's what he was saying is you know that you're never too late to do what you want. Now. You mentioned for chess. I remember, um, I think it was an article I was reading where you said you didn't need to learn more moves. You just needed to better recognize and exploit the situations you found yourself in. Yeah. Did that, yeah. Did, did that sort of um, did that sort of thinking? Did you use that for life and for boxing and for your business and stuff like that? Well, uh, for the business, for for sure, because a lot of the internet's like like I I mean, <clears throat> let's put it like this. I believe I've lived enough life that like if I never did anything again, I, I could li- probably make a living on my personal brand for the rest of my life. I've just I've lived that much life, right? But that doesn't mean <laughs> that I was. I was taking advantage of that fact, you know. I I probably was not using things that 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 well in my life. I mean, there's just so much to work with. Well, well, now I'm using it a lot better, you know. Now things are are really coming along, and and I'm having a good old time understanding what it is that I'm supposed to do or what I what I'm capable of doing. And so yeah, uh, do I use it in my boxing, or the, do I use it in in other parts of my life? Yeah, you know, it's not always about adding more; it's just about using more of what you have. So, see, imagine we've got somebody listening just now, and they've maybe gone down the wrong path, or they're you know they're getting the temptations. Say you wanted to start them on the Ed path, we'll call it. What challenges would you set them just now? What would you want to see them doing in the next three to six months? If they wanted to become more like you, you know, what would you tell them to start doing? Would it be to start chess? Would you tell them to start boxing? Would you be telling them to write? Would you say a mix of all three? Would you be telling them to do X, Y, Z? You know, what what would you have in your mind to go and do? Um. Well, I think all change starts in the body. I would tell them to get in shape first. You get in shape, you you're, you can you're proving to yourself that you can do it. A lot of guys don't don't believe they can do it. You know, so that is that would be one of the, one of the first things I would say. You know, I was like, yo, you got to go get in shape. Well, once they're in shape, then it's they can do. Ooh, once you're in shape, I mean, you you gotta you gotta put some type of skill together that's gonna allow you to get paid. You know, I, I'm a I'm a really big believer in that too. I think everyone's gotta have something they can do, and 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 really there there are there are so many like so many ways to make a living on uh that, that you don't need to go to school to to get them all. It just it just so happens that a lot of them. Uh, 
involve school, but a lot of them don't. There are a lot of trades, a lot of skills. You can go work on cars, stuff like that, and learn all kinds of interesting stuff. And yeah, that's where I would. Oh, sorry. Yeah, that that's where I would start. You gotta you gotta become (laughs) someone more. You just and become someone more. You start by changing yourself physically. That shows you that it's even possible. And then you go add a skill, and a skill will, will set you in the well. That that'll be the first taste of freedom because really, when you when you get paid for something you put a lot of work into, and you can repeat it for other for different audiences and groups, it's a it's it's a different feeling than just getting paid from work. I love that. I I love the way you look at life, and it's just so simple that. You don't, you know, because some of these guys I speak to, they kind of come out with all these amazing, like, head-in-the-cloud kind of transformation things, which aren't just possible for the majority of guys. And I think, you know, this is why you really connect with people and we follow you, like, because you actually just tell people what they need to hear. You don't sugarcoat it, you know, but you're like the big brother that a lot of these guys probably need, but haven't oh, got man. in their lives. Yeah. Thanks, man. I'm just I'm just out here trying to trying to uh, make a difference, I guess. Make it, and you know what? It what too. I mean, I'm trying to make a difference in my life, and in doing so, I make a difference in the lives of other people. It really works out well. So, what would you if you had your time again? Would you change anything, or would you just assume that you had to go through this to become the person you are now? Oh goodness, would I change anything? Um Okay, so the person I am now is it really is the the result of a lot of stuff that I decided to do. You know, like in other words, like I don't know how I would how I would become me uh without that stuff. So there's that. Uh with, with that said, I really wish I didn't have to go through the drinking ordeal. I just, I would have much rather just started out nice in the head in the game of life and, and been in a, in a comfortable position, but that's not how it works. So that's not how it was and nothing really I can do about it, but it, it would have been nice to, to start out in a different light in a different position, you know? So for somebody listening then who wants to stop the drinking, you know, like as well, what, what, helped you the most you know did you go to any um path did you just go cold turkey did you just you know keep yourself busy in other avenues to stop you having the chance to go now you know what was the best thing that worked for you for people who want to cut down or stop drinking altogether oh i just i, I just wanted more I, I just i left it i left it behind um i, I guess one i wanted more that there's that and also i think i think um I was, like i said man i was i was running from stuff <laughs> you know i did there's i wanted a different life and once once you make up your mind on one one more you know it's very easy to it's very easy to stay on that path you don't you don't need anything um more now certainly other stuff helps but once you once you realize what you want, then it, it is super easy to, to to stay on the path and maintain. It's not even 
it's not even difficult, I would say. So that that's what people should do, which they should have is they should have they should want something more for themselves. And once they do that, the rest is was is, is history. So what was it that you wanted more? Was it just you wanted more from life, or did you want to achieve more? You know what what was your initial drive at that point? Ah, uh, hmm. Did I want more? I think I just I didn't I didn't want to be I didn't, I was tired of being a loser, man. <laughs> I I I didn't feel like I had I had much to offer, and I wanted I wanted to have more to offer to people, you know. It's strange for people to think, you know, that they're almost glad that you went through that because it made you the remarkable person you are now to help other people. If that makes sense. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I I one hundred percent believe that there are many people who who, who think that you know. It's strange because you're and <laughs> you know you're changing lives, and I I just you have such a remarkable life, and I just think it's so amazing what you're doing for other people. It it, it blows me away when I see your stuff. But well, thanks, man. Thank you very much. So what I mean, what are you most proud of in your life? What what do you look at as the best thing you've done or is it your relationship is it your books is it you know what gets you up in the morning keep you going forward because you know you've made a lot of money you're you could just rest on what you've done you've achieved so much what keeps you motivated what gets you driving every morning um well, well, one, I don't feel like I've done. I mean, we're done that much, I guess. But I guess, I guess that's just part of the feeling, and it, 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 that doesn't go anywhere. I would say, though, the thing that gets me gets me up. Uh, I can learn. I, I can always learn more and deliver something. You know, I'm still learning about myself, and and that discovery, that that self discovery is is it's a powerful thing. There's there's a whole lot to be realized and there's a whole lot my, my, my potential uh potential ways to help and change the world there's there's so many i'm not i, I just i don't feel like i'm i'm even close to, to being able to do what i what i what i can do well i mean i've literally feels like 10 minutes but i've realized we've now been on for about an hour and 10 minutes so this i mean oh no kidding <laughs> for, for your first i just wanted to introduce people to you who are maybe not aware of you because you're one of those people that people should be following you know there's all these morons that follow like the Cardassians and that kind of thing where who suck life out of people where you give people inspiration and kind of hope and stuff for that so what do you want i mean this will be like the sort of like last couple of questions but what do you want people to take from this interview? You know, if if this is your go home message, what would you want them to remember from this interview? Uh that they can they can be anything they want to be. You're you're not stuck. You don't have to settle. I mean, you you really do have options. And when you realize that, then the world belongs to you because at at that point, it's a matter of deciding what you can you know what, what you're what you're willing to what you're willing to tolerate what you're willing to do what you're willing to put up with 
I just I want everyone to just realize they 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 don't have to settle for where they're at. Uh, that's an awesome message. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely gonna have to have you on again because there's so many things we haven't gone into yet. But you know, I'm, I'm aware that I'm using up a lot of your time. But if you had to have an unusual fact that you give people, you know, is there anything that people don't know about you or are really surprised when they hear it? You know, you've had such a, a colorful life, but what is it that really surprises people when they hear it about you? Um, surprises them. <laughs> I I'm allergic to chocolate, and I used to be terrified of lightning. Those two things usually get a surprise. Um, but but in terms of just person personality, yeah, there's there's nothing that really uh <laughs> may gets people to go, oh man, I I didn't know that about him, you know. That uh, well, I certainly wasn't expecting that. That you know, well. I cannot thank you enough for coming on. You've been an absolute star. There's, you know, you've just opened up another thousand odd questions for me. So we'll have to have you on again and really go into some deep stuff and really push the, you know, find out more about the books and really go into the process and things like that. But how can people keep in touch with you? You know, how can we follow your projects, buy the books, like, you know, sign up to the blog, follow you on social media? Where can we get keep in touch with you? Um, fortunately, all of my handles are the exact same on Twitter. I'm Ed Lattimore. My newsletter, my, my website where you can sign up to my newsletter is edlattimore.com. And my Instagram is edlattimore. And those, I'm, I'm in those three places constantly. And you can find me there and just, uh, drop me a line, say hello, interact. I'm, I love to interact with people. That's the whole point of, of social media. Well, I think you're doing a fantastic job, and you know I've I've become a big, big fan of yours. It's I I see you as the kind of guy that I wish was around when I was younger. You know, the guy that kind of showed that you can do this, you can do the mental stuff, you can do the physical stuff, you can change your life. You don't have to sit and wait, and you know, like you said, you can do stuff as you get older and prove to others. You know. And you should be very proud of what you're doing because it's it's rare to find the you know the kind of modern day Renaissance person who is willing to admit the mistakes and talk to people and help them, and it's not just doing it for the money, you know. So it yeah, that, that's that's why I'm so glad to get you on, I'm, and I'm really I'm really glad we could get this chance to talk, and you know I hope to have you on again soon. That's it for another week. Thanks for listening. Absorb it. Practice it. Use it. Until next time, keep trying to hit that next level in your life.